0: Welcome to the Yarn Barn. In this episode, we are privileged to have Jason Banks join us as our guest. Jason is a mental health advocate and works for TX, which is the charity of the brand trademark, which you would have seen around the place on building sites and construction sites all around the country and mining sites now uh, with his, uh, which we talk about inside of this episode. Jason has a personal journey with mental health and he will be sharing some of his experiences and insights into how he navigated his struggles. We will be discussing a range of topics including the importance of connection, being vulnerable and having real conversations especially with those people that are inside of our circle and our support crew. And we'll also dive into strategies on how to fill up your cup, getting a support crew around you and why professional help is a vital part of your toolkit for life. Jason's work with trademark NTX is incredibly inspiring and I'm stoked uh, that I was able to have this conversation with him and so he could share some of his story with us. And I think we'll probably end up getting him back again uh, in future to talk further about his story. So tune in, I really hope you enjoy it. I'm sure you will uh, remember, if anything we discuss triggers you in today's episode, please seek support from someone close to you, a professional, or contact Lifeline on one three one 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 four. All right, Jason,
1: welcome to the yarn Bar, mate. How are you going? Oh, going great, and it's uh, great to be here uh, on this podcast today. Awesome, yeah. It's uh, you know we, we've been doing some really cool uh, conversations
0: over the last you know few months. And, and prior to that, in season one, we did some, some really great conversations. And uh, we've, we've connected a few times now via phone. And, and as a result of having those conversations with you, uh, I am excited to have this conversation because I think there's, there's a range of different things, like we just mentioned before we hit recording, that, uh, that the guys who listen to this podcast uh, come to it to, to learn about. Uh, which is, you know, things around, you know, helping them, you know, that personal professional development space, uh, just hearing other people talk about their life and, and what they're up to, but also, you know, just, just which is a big passion of mine is, is being able to share the resources that are out there for, uh, for them. And uh, as we know, with, with a whole range of different services that are out there, you know, we're all individual, we're all unique, we've all got our own sort of likes and, and dislikes and, and you know, being able to access the services that are around that are, you know, that are potentially going to help us, uh, it's good to know what's out there. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you and, uh, and I think to start off with, uh, just to let us know a little bit more about you, you want to give us a bit of a, you know, what's your 30 second pitch on who you are?
1: Oh, 30-second pitch. Well, um, I guess I spent most you of can my go career Yeah, no worries. Um, I spent most of my time in uh, career in retail, uh, working for Coles and Bunnings and in senior leadership roles. And um, probably a few years ago, which we might touch on later on that had sort of my own mental health challenge, um, which uh, came across in my sort of in my career. And um, I made a bit of a step change and now um, jumped on board uh, working for an organization um, called TX, which is very closely linked to the organization, which is trademark uh, workwear brand. Um, And I've been with these guys just over a year. um, And we'll get into more a little bit more about what TX is, but we are a non for profit. And, you know, it gives me an opportunity to give back um, in a space that's much needed in the mental health space um, within Australia and especially within uh, within males and also the blue collar industry as well. So uh, that's a quick 30 second, a little bit longer. But, um, you know, for me, I've got a couple of kids, uh, kids myself. Um, I love to get out into the outdoors and get camping. And I guess probably the last couple of years has really enabled me, since stepping away from corporate life, to really look at ways on how I can fill my cup up um, to support others to fill their cup up. Um, uh, we all know that you, we, we can't operate on an empty cup. So um, I put in my own strategies over the last couple of years and reflections around, um, you know, filling that cup up and being motivated every day and passionate every day about what I do.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, you know I think that a lot of guys especially in that sort of leadership space could uh, could get a lot out of just that sort of concept of, of that filling the cup up and, and getting some getting some support um, to to be able to do that as well you know there's we we tend to and you've heard this a thousand times over especially in, in your roles you know leading teams and and within that those those other leaders that are in those teams as well but you know it's... It, we often get to that point of not being able to find the time, quote unquote, to to look after ourselves and feel us like, fill our own cup up. Um, so what is you know when was that first time for you? Can you recall that sort of first time where you realized that if i keep if I keep working to a point where I am Emptying the cup and not refilling it, it's not going to be good for me and the people around us. Like, what is that? Was there a time where you noticed that this has yeah. changed? Something needs to change.
1: Well, yeah, it was a, a point in time. I still remember it very vividly. That. Um, being, August, 2018, on a Sunday afternoon, um, my wife walked into the bedroom and, you know, walked up to me and sort of said, "Hey, you know, what's going on? Yeah, you, you know, you're not the same person. You know, you're very reclusive. You're very you shut down a lot. You're becoming very short tempered. And and I guess I'd noticed myself like being like that over a period of time, like we do. But, you know, it ended up becoming the norm. and um, it was that point in time where she just, we had this open conversation. I ended up in tears, you know, really opening up around, you know, I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. Um, and when I say wasn't enjoying what I was doing, I guess that, you know, it had become a real grind for me, um, doing lots of travel for work. And, you know, I was probably wasn't, uh, you know, what I said at the start, my cup was empty, but I was trying to fill everyone else's cup up on a drained, on a drained tank, I guess. And, um, you know, My wife said to me, you know, what are we going to do about this after a lengthy conversation around, you know, why this was happening and what had changed? Um, And she said to me, you know, what are we going to do about it? And it was that real question that I guess I look back on now and the question that she actually asked me about, you know, was was brave enough to open up the conversation um you know I was vulnerable enough to really open up and let her know how I was feeling but then she said what are we going to do about it and the one thing that it was really in that question was what are we going to do about it it wasn't what are you going to do about it so I knew that it was a it was this was a joint thing and um I said I don't know what what can I do and she said you need to resign And um, after thinking about what would that look like, what is that, what do I feel, you know, financially, all these emotions go through your brain. And uh, that afternoon and that next day we had a really good conversation and the next day I made the decision that I would resign from an organisation of being there for 16 years in a senior leadership role. Um, And the best advice I got through that process when I started to open up and tell a few people confidentially confidentially that I was looking at doing this was um, the best advice was somebody said to me, uh, what, what I would suggest you do is just take some time out. Um, Don't look at doing anything else. Don't get on LinkedIn. Don't apply for new jobs. You know, go see your financial guy. Get them to make sure that, you know, financially you're in a good space. And um, I did that. And it was the best advice I'd ever had because what that allowed me to do is, you know, three months later I resigned from that role. Um, But what that allowed me to do was go and try different things, um, have a really good break, have a really good time to reflect on, you know, what actually – is my purpose you know what where do i want to be who do i want to be um and i tried numerous different things i went and drove an uber Uber car for a while um you know I went and did a few other bits and pieces but i would had a passion for fitness um and um, i ended up opening a personal training studio working with people with a disability that you know that gave me the opportunity to give back um, i've got a brother that's um he's intellectually disabled and that was my opportunity to give back um, to the community and the vulnerable. Um, But then I was still missing something and that's when, um, you know, about just over 12 months ago, a role came up with TX, which being a non-for-profit in the mental health space, just ticked all the boxes of me being able to live my purpose and live my values and to be able to give back in another way. Uh, But that time out, those three or four years, from going, you know, transitioning, really gave me the opportunity to look at how do I fill my cup up or how do I motivate myself each day? How do I stay on top of things? You know, when we're having deep conversations around mental health, um, especially in the role that I'm in now, um, you know, there could I could have four or five conversations around people that are having mental health challenges. Um, and that can become quite draining. Um, so I've got to look at ways on how I can actually, you know, get on top of things and, and still stay motivated so it doesn't become desensitized, the subject, I guess. So, yeah, it's been a real journey. And I guess I've probably we grow on more in the last five years than I had my previous thirty years of my career, which is is saying something, I guess. Um, we work to live, but um, and we have to, but there's also opportunities for us to look at other ways to live more purposefully, I guess.
0: Uh, that's awesome. I think, you know The big, I mean, there's a number of little takeaways from that that uh, you know furiously scribing as you were talking, um, but. You know, I think that first that first part there about when your partner came in and and just just acknowledged that you were that she could identify that you were not coping well. And you know I think a lot of the times that we sometimes don't have the courage to to be able to you know, pull our loved ones up and say, hey, you know you' there's something not right at the moment, you know you're not you're not your normal self or you know there's something going on i could tell do you want to talk about it and yeah and i think that having that conversation is always part of the connection of any sort of relationship whether it's a you know a wife partner husband whatever it might be but colleagues as well and mates in particular and i think um you know obviously the mates is a big one too because we see we see uh, and colleagues we see these guys at work all the time and um you know we can start to notice some shifts in, in um, and someone not being themselves or the, the normal self. And, um, and again, that, that quote that you said, um, what are we going to do about it, I think is, is, is a huge part because like you said, you know, there's, there's so much times that there's conversations like this where someone will say, you know, you know, what's going on? When are you going to fix that? And what are you going to do about it? It, it does put a lot more stress on you, doesn't it, as the individual who's, who's going through some stuff. Um, to then be lumped on it, oh, now you've got to go and do this by yourself. But your partner didn't do that. She wanted to share that burden with you, which must have have felt pretty good.
1: Oh, totally. And I think that, to be honest, even though the solution, she only gave me one solution um, at the time when we talked about it and it was pretty, you know, I remember saying to her, i I can't leave this organization i've got their blood running you know through my veins i've been here for 16 years and um and she actually turned around and, and i still remember it i still remember the afternoon so clearly and um she said um you're not you're not the norm and I said, "What do you mean? You're not you're not the norm." She said, "Yes, you've been with two organisations for thirty years across thirty years, um, but there's so many other people out there that look at um, new challenges and new new directions. And you know, you've stayed with the one company and you're loyal through that, which is fantastic. But you know, sometimes we've got to branch out to really get that personal growth and meet make new connections and meet new people. And you know, I often reflect back." on that conversation and think if she hadn't have walked in on that time and asked that question, you know, what's going on with you right now? um, I wonder where I'd be today. You know, I probably could be still working for an organization that I probably loved, but didn't really love going to work. Um, And mentally that could have put a massive strain on our relationship as well. Um, So yeah, so you, you never want to look back and go, what if, but um, you know, it's that crucible moment. And as you say, being able to see that in mates as well, like um, since since stepping away, um, it's forced me to, you know, have this support crew around me. And, you know, I have, one of the big things that I'm proud of is that I've got a support crew of six people. Um, they all know that they're my support crew. Um, it's my my parents, it's my wife, I've got a best mate, um, and I've also got, you know, Ed and Dan, who are the co-founders who I work for, who work in this space, and um, they all know that they're my support crew. Um, they're all, all their phone numbers are in my notes pages in my phone, so even though I've got them in my phone, it's always a reminder when I go to my notes that I'm not alone, and I've got this support crew that are there for me, and things I might have conversations about with my wife I might not have conversations about with my best mate and things I might have conversations with my parents or open up to them about things I might not open to somebody else. So I think that's really been part of my reflection and my, you know, that time of my mental health care plan is having a real good support crew in place.
0: That's, that's really, that's really cool to hear that. So how do you find a support crew? Obviously you've got a few family members in there and, 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 um, a couple of mates, like through in and down what if someone's like oh that's kind of i don't have anyone or i you know i, I could do with something like that how do you how do you go about starting that
1: yeah, I, I think the first thing is it doesn't have to be a number. Um, you know, I've just got five or six. That's just uh, how I've been able to establish, and some of those have happened over time. Um, but I think it might it might only be one or two, and it could be someone who you work with, a work colleague who you trust and, you know, have this great relationship with. Um, look for different networks, um, you know, in your town, ways to be able to connect. Um, you know, there's lots of great organisation, even, you know, through the, this network, the Australian Australian Dad's Network is linking with other people that may be going through similar or may have similar interests, um, try new things. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I did in this time was, you know, had a love for old cars and ended up buying and you know, purchasing a V-Dub Beetle and a V-Dub Combi, and, um, you know, that's my vice I guess and we try to get out as much as we possibly can to these V-Dub meets and you meet a completely different range of people people um from anywhere from teenagers right up to people in their 70s and 80s that have a common interest and the reason why i use that as an example is think about what you have an interest in go out seek it the Bravest thing you're ever going to do is turn up to one of these things not knowing anybody, but all of a sudden, because you've all got the same interests, um, the conversations start flowing and the questions start asking. And I would never have thought that I'd be going camping in a combi, you know, seven or eight times a year, meeting completely new people every time that I turn up to a campsite or to a V-dub meet. So um, I think look at your network, look at your family and 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 really a bit with your mates as well but I think the key to it is is actually letting them know that they're part of your support crew I think that's it's all good and well to have names down and they're my support crew but letting them know that hey you know what? you know, dad or my best mate, Tony, hey, you know, you're part of my support crew. There might be a time that I might need to, you know, call on you and I'm just letting you know that you're there for me and I'm there for you too as well. So, um, yeah, I think there's different ways that we can go out and do it and I guess trying new things is always a great avenue to go down. Yeah,
0: that's, that's great. And I think that, you know, having those, having those conversations, making sure those people are aware that, um, you know, you would like to be part of or them to be a part of your support group. One, it's like what an honor to be uh, if you if you have the capacity to be able to support someone uh, in that space. I think that's a, that's a great honor to have that. Um, and uh, and also, you know, knowing what those expectations are, if there are any, you know, like you know what it looks like for each individual person is going to be different. So having that clearly laid out to, or you know somewhat laid out to those people, I think is is really important as well. So um, that's that's really awesome. I think, you know, sort of leads into um, the work you're doing with TX and, you know, and how, you know, with a support crew, with having really open conversations with uh, those people that are really close to us, having that feedback loop um, to be able to support us, filling our cup up, getting all those things um, you know, off of our chests and, and and out into the open, so that we can start to dive deep into those conversations and, and start to you know feel good. You know, with the work that uh, you're doing with TX, can you explain a bit more about how something like uh, TX would fit into a uh, into someone who uh, who may be needing it, or what kind of person would would be looking to 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 utilise TX as a service?
1: Yeah, definitely, and I, I think um, you know, explain TX. I probably need to just explain trademark quickly, and you know how how both organisations were, were founded, and um, you know in two thousand and fifteen, a couple of young tradies in their twenties, uh, residential tradies, uh, got a phone call on a Thursday, um, uh, from one of their best mates um, who was named Dan, and um, both these two young tradies are uh, his name. One of them's name's Dan as well, and and Ed. Um, they got this phone call from their best mate saying that he'd just been um, you know approved or given the offer to start a mature age apprenticeship and um, you know the emotions that the boys had were you know this is this is great you know one of our mates is you know following down a similar path of what we're doing in you know, a mature age and becoming a carpenter and you um, You know, the boys were ecstatic, Uh, you know, they were really happy for him. But, you know, if we wind the clock forward um, sort of three days on a Sunday morning, um, Dan, uh, who was one of the tradies, um, got the phone call that no mate wants to get and that um, he'd lost his best mate who had taken his own life the night before. And, um, you know, so the boys had gone through this range of emotion and, you know, i one, you know, he'd just been offered this role and this off opportunity and then all of a sudden he wasn't here. Um, and the range of emotions that go through, you know, anybody that loses a loved one through grief and, and especially when they take their life is, you know, understanding the why, you know, how could I have, how could I have not seen this? What could I have done differently? And, and I guess for the boys, Ed, who was Dan's apprentice through their trade, um, Ed had then taken on the role of being Dan's support crew. And, um, you know, for the next sort of, you know, few months afterwards and, and years afterwards, the, the boys really struggled to, you know, be each other's support crew. They reached out to other support organisations to get mental health support. Um, but being a couple of young entrepreneur tradies, um, sitting down at every smoke go thinking about how they're going to change the world and how they're going to solve the world's problems, um, they kept on coming back to, well, what can we do in this space of blue-collar mental health? You know, how can we prevent another mate going through what they've experienced um, through loss. And, um, you know, with a bit of cash that they'd saved up through some cash jobs as tradies do on the side, um, they went out and purchased um, 30,000 work shirts and um, uh, had, sorry, had $30,000. And they went out and purchased 1,500 work shirts and two laptops and they launched this business called Trademark Workwear Brand. Um, And what it is, it's funky eye-catching workwear they were sick of wearing the khaki and the blue so they wanted to really jazz things up and I guess what they say is by wearing a funky shirt makes an invisible issue impossible to ignore and on all the shirts on the back of all the shirts it's got this is a conversation starter and the shirts are all designed to start conversations whether it's in a truck stop whether it's at a a, on a farm or whether it's um, on a building site Um, it's really designed to start conversations and, and the shirts do. I get a couple of things when people see me wearing a trade much shirt and that is, hey, I love this shirt, never seen it, can you tell me about it? And all of a sudden it starts the conversation. And the other one is I hope they're paying you to wear that shirt. Um, either way, it starts a conversation and by the end of it, you know, people are really engaged with the conversation. But um, the boys launched that in 2000 and uh, 2018 um, the workwear brand and they were still on the tools um, so they were still doing that and this was a bit of a part-time gig for them until um, the shirt started to take off which they did did fortunately um, but through that process people were purchasing the shirts and but they had nowhere to direct them for further mental health support. And, um, you know, there's great organizations out there in Australia that, you know, fill this void. Um, but they felt that something was missing, um, especially in this sort of space, in this male, blue collar, tradey, trucky, rural industry that was missing. And they also wanted to be a social enterprise, which means that 50% of their profits has to go to a charity. And they could have given that 50% of those profits to other great mental health organizations in Australia. But in true Dan and Ed form, uh, they went, screw it. Uh, we we're just going to go and start our own um, non-for-profit organisation, uh, giving mental health counselling support to those that need it most. And um, you know, the whole service is designed that when you've exhausted your support crew, so like on, on what I was saying, I've got a support crew. If I exhausted that support crew, um, what would I then go into next? How do I get that further support? And um, so they went out and launched TX in 2020. And um, TX stands for this is a conversation starter. So it's on the back of all the shirts. So this this really great way of, you know, explaining it is trade much shirts are there to start the conversations. TX is there to continue the conversation. And um, TX is a service um, that's available on Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night um it's all about that early intervention so getting somebody in where you know they might have experienced a relationship breakdown or you know they might be having some financial problems or they might be just having a bit of a tough time at work um we're there that you can call or text so you don't even have to pick up the phone and actually call tx you can actually just text us and we get lots of people ring texting through saying hey um you know this this thing this uh, thing about um, I, I'm struggling to call. Uh, I don't feel comfortable calling. Um, can somebody text me back, or can someone call me back? Um, so it's really a it's a service that's private and confidential. It's relatable. Uh, we give up to eight free counselling sessions for those that are in the industry, or those that are in that blue collar, and those that care about them. Um, up to eight free sessions with no GP referral required. So. Our whole mission is to remove the physical barrier um, of accessing mental health support. So, you know, you don't have to actually get in a car and go anywhere. The financial barrier, because it's free, um, so it's no cost to anybody. And um, the third one is the social barrier. And um, by removing the social barrier, what we mean by that is it's okay to open up. No one's If you don't want to make it known to your friends or your family that you are having a challenge, you can open up to one of our counselling team. Um, so since... 2020, so you know a couple of young tradies who had this vision of providing this support service out there. Um, TX has supported over 16,000 Australians um, in just uh, just under three years. In that time, with free counselling support, so um, people can access it as I said by a call or text. Um, but think about it this way. Often we we put so much focus on, often we talk about our physical fitness um, and we always put that as our first priority and we might go to the gym for that or we might go to – you know go for a walk or we might focus on what we're eating and, and they're all great things and we need to have our physical fitness in check um, but think about using a service like TX for your mental fitness so it might actually you might actually not be going through a tough time right now or you know that in the next six months you know you're going to have some challenges with relationships or with personal relationships or with work relationships or just, you know, you're going to go through a bit of a tougher time financially, reach out to TX because the team can then Give you strategies now to be able to before you get to that point to be able to combat that, or we'll give you strategies to be able to make sure that that cup is overflowing. And I use that terminology a lot because I love the the reflection of how you can reflect that into what we do. But that cup is overflowing. So when you hit those tougher times, um, you've already got some things in place, some mindfulness, or you know other things that you can utilize strategies that you can utilize to get you through those tough times. So um, what we're proud about around with T-Access is that, you know, in of those 16,000, you know, over 70% of people who haven't reached out to mental health support service before or they're not on a mental health care plan. Um, so that really means that people are reaching out to us because they, they just need that chat for that one chat or those two chats involved. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about the trademark and a little, also a little bit about T-Access, who I work for.
0: Yeah, that's... I mean you what you guys have done is is incredible because it it for anyone who's gone through uh to try and have a go at counseling or whatever it might be it's when I speak to people, it's like oh, I tried that once and didn't work i didn't didn't relate to that person, and so I didn't do it again and so it's you know it's very much like going, you know, the, that sort of phrase of, well, that, that sort of theme of, of dating, you know, trying to find that, yeah. that it's, you're not going to find the right person on day one, on that first date. You know, some people are lucky and they do, but, you know, it, the reality is, though, that there's so many different personalities that are in that mental health space and so many different um, styles that it's, you know, it's likely that you may need to go and see a few before you can really find that one that you relate to, that is, that is, they're willing to listen. And... So, you know, like you mentioned, there's a range of mental health services that are out there. Um, And in, you know, 2020, there was was tons as well. So it wasn't like um, TX was, was, uh, I suppose, you know, stepping on anyone's toes or anything like that. That's, you know, what they're doing is providing a service that is um you know, relatable to that blue collar industry. And and you're seeing it with the data, those that that um, that crew that are coming through that have just that haven't sourced that support before. And you know the way I sort of see that is, you know, especially as you're talking about tradies is is, you know, having having TX's phone number in the phone, ready to go, is just like having another tool in the toolkit. Uh, it's another. It's it's in addition to that support group, like you mentioned. It's just there as a as a backup if you need it. Um, you know, like any of the other tools that are that are in the toolkit for a trading. Um, you know, having multiple resources, like you mentioned, mindfulness. Um, you know, being able to control your your stress with with something that works for you. Um, that is not uh, that is not you know an unhelpful coping mechanism too. I think it's worth worth mentioning. Um, you know, like here in the Pilbara, there's, there's a, there, there tends to be a, a gravitation towards uh, the use of alcohol to cope with some of the stresses that are coming through on a daily basis. And, and that's what I call as being sort of unhelpful uh, in the long term. So, you know, having something like your support crew, having something like um, TX there as, a, as a, a in your back pocket need to help um, or, or need, uh, when I need the help, I can, I can utilise those. And And I think um, I've seen on your um, shirts as well, there's some of the shirts that you guys have with the the QR code inside the the top. Yes, Um, yes. You know, just, just making things really like reducing that friction to be able to get the support, I think is a really helpful thing too.
1: Totally, and, and under, as you mentioned, under the left breast pocket of all the trademark shirts is a QR code and you can scan that mm-hmm. QR code um, and that just gives you, you know, direct access through to... Um, the, the telephone number um, and you might not need it yourself but you could actually be wearing one of your shirts out on a mining site or out in a truck stop or wherever it is at a function and, um, or you, and you know that someone may be struggling all you have to do is just say hey mate just um, scan this QR code just store it in your phone you might need it one day um, and, or go out and actually test out what we're really encouraging is you might not need to use our service now but just go and give our te- service a call go and chat to a counsellor and just understand the process that it takes because it's really simple and easy it's just a call or text we'll book you into a into a session um, and I guess I sort of missed talking about the fact that you actually get the same counsellor for all your sessions um, so it's not like you're ringing up mm-hmm. one week and talking to one counsellor and then in two weeks you're talking to another counsellor that you may have to relive your story or relive your challenges um, the great thing about it is, is you get that counsellor for your whole journey. So they're part of your process. They've become part of your support crew. And our aim is to get you in and out of TX as quick as possible so we can get you back on track. And we have a vision. It's a really simple vision at TX, and that is that we we are the mental health support service that you tell your mates about. Um, So whether it's at a pub or wherever it is um, that you know someone's struggling, um, just got to flip them a TX card or a TX number. Um, jump on the website, um, you know, because we are relatable. Um, and as you say, you know, there's lots of mental health organisations out back in 2020, um, and they'll continue to grow. Um, for us to be able to be able to support, you know, 16,000 people in that time shows there is still gaps in the system, um, and we know that there is gaps in the mental health care system. But we're not competing against anybody else we're just playing one little part on the mental health journey for someone that may need some support so um you know as you said you know it's it's like a hairdresser or a tattooist sometimes you've got to try a few different ones to really feel who you're comfortable with and if the tx service is comfortable for you that's great or if another service is um reach out to them because um, you're not alone. Um, and I guess as males we probably have a more of a tendency to not open up and, you know, I was like that at some stage. But now, because I've known what it's like to open up, that it actually feels pretty good to let some stuff off your chest. Um, I'm, fil- I- I'm flowing all the time with letting people know and how I feel emotionally. <laughs> um, so sometimes you just need that one moment. So, yeah.
0: Yes, it's... It is a massive feeling of of lifting those uh, lifting that baggage off the shoulders um, when you you feel comfortable to be able to do that in the right environment, the right person, whether that's on a phone, whether that's in in person. Um, you know, that's it's it's such a it is such a weight that gets lifted. And then it, you know, for me anyway, when I when I started to do that and and have the the confidence to be able to um, you know speak to someone about whatever's going on with me. And, and most of the time it's my wife, which I'm really fortunate enough um, to have uh, be able to listen to some of my ramblings from time to time. It's um, it, it is definitely just, it just makes it, it, it after that process, having a, having a secondary person to be able to see it from a different perspective is uh, and, and value that feedback it's 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 really it's really empowering and it's and it it does take a massive weight off the shoulders um it doesn't fix everything you know you've got to put in some of that work yourself as well um but it's it's a massive a massive benefit to us as as blokes in particular uh to to be able to have that ability that safety to be able to have the conversations like what uh what you guys are having over at tx with with so many people um so, I mean, yeah, I think what we've, we've covered there a bit about um, a bit about what CX does. You know, some of those things that are really important about you know just taking, uh, especially for for anyone who's in the space of you know FIFO. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> teachers going back to school uh, this week in WA. Um, <laughs> who are going to you are going to have a, a whole bunch of really excited kids come back in um, <laughs> to the system. Um, you know, all those uh, all those people doing shift work. Um, you know, leadership roles. Everyone that's got um, feeling like they're taking so much um, yeah. or yeah, giving so much, but not necessarily having the time to fill up. You know, like uh, what you've mentioned here is, is taking time out, making time to just switch off. Um, you know, building that some of that level of reflection for to to continue to build that self awareness around what makes you feel good, what are those things that you um, that can fill up your cup because we know that that uh, that helps others, and um, you know, and and also obviously we talked about finding a support crew uh, and and the benefits of that, but also the benefits of finding someone to talk to like TX. Um, I really appreciate having this call and, um, you know, I, I think just one final question is, is for you is, um, is there anything that I should have asked that I didn't ask?
1: Oh, I think the one thing I'd love to finish on is this, just talking about vulnerability and, um, you know, I, I share this story um, and I experienced it last year and it's a story that, you um, really just it was a light bulb moment in my mind in my own mind of you know creating a space that it's okay to, for people to open up and you know towards the end of last year I had the opportunity to talk to uh, a company um, a board of um, you know executives that um, you know wanted to hear more about TX and Trademark and how they could get on board um, you know TX is a non-for-profit organization so we're funded by the industry uh, we get no government funding so we're, we're very reliant on organizations to jump on board and support us but um, when I turned up I had 15 minutes to sort of you know chat to these guys and ladies and um, I walked out an hour and 15 minutes later and uh, the reason why I walked out so much after my time was that I opened up and talked about the boys' story, Ed and Dan, and what they had done to get TX and Trademount up and running and why they did it. And I talked about my own story, which I've shared with every, your listeners today as well. Um, but then all of a sudden, one of the board members opened up and spoke about how he had been touched by suicide and you know, shared his story. And then all of a sudden, another board member opened up and then another one opened up and, um, he was the, the guy, the last one that spoke was the oldest statesman, I guess, of the room and spoke about how he'd lost his grandfather, um, to suicide. And, um, yeah, it was a mind blowing moment. It was, it was those goosebumps time moments where people are really opening up and sharing this story. And as I was walking out, the, um, the guy, the CEO who was running the organization grabbed me and said, Hey, just want to say thanks so much for coming along today. And, I had no idea that my colleagues, the people that I meet with on a regular basis and I've known them for 15 years, had experienced you know, what they had just shared with us. And I just turned around and I said, it's the power of vulnerability. I said, I was vulnerable enough to open up on my story. And the more that we can do that and we can open up on our own personal stories, gives everybody the space who was with us and around us to share their story when the time is right. And um, I said, you'll have a lot closer team now. You'll have a really, really tight knit team because everyone's gonna be respectful of each other's background. So um, if I can say anything to, you know, the listening network out there and the Australian Dads Network is, it's okay to be vulnerable. Um, It's okay to be vulnerable with your mates and your family, but give people the space um, that they can open up so you can be a great listener and listen to what they're going through as well. And then if they need further support, you can support, further, um, direct them to other support services. So I just really wanted to finish off on that because I think it's key in the time that we are now that there's so much happening in the world and, you know, so many more financial pressures and other stresses that we have coming in our lives um, that we still become vulnerable. And Ed uh, Ed Ross always says says one thing, um, and he's the one of the co-founders, is some days we've also got to check in with others, but uh, every day we've got to check in with ourselves. And um, when we do that, um, hopefully we are getting closer to having that cup overflowing. So, yeah, thanks so much for having us today too.
0: That's it awesome way to close out this episode I really appreciate that vulnerability is strength no matter which way we slice it and uh, and, and I really appreciate you closing us out on that on that story mate really well done. Um, thanks again uh, anyone who wants to uh, to reach out to TX, or trademark. Uh, we'll have all the links to their the websites uh, on the uh, on the show notes. But uh, a quick one is txtiacs.org and that'll take you to the website where you can find all the contact details for them to reach out if you do need to, uh, or if you're a business that's listening that wants to support them, then uh, get in touch. And uh, again, thanks, Jason. Appreciate your time, mate. And we'll talk to you again really, really soon.
1: Thanks so much for having us.